Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to a bonus podcast. To a bonus podcast. Um, hey, you didn't expect that, did you? That's a little treat. You, you woke up this morning, thought, oh, I've got to go to work again. How am I going to carry on throughout this week until Friday when I get to listen to Getting Pretentious Again? And then, bang, we hit you with a bonus podcast. And now you can enjoy us talking to you for another hour of your life. Isn't that fun? Why are we doing a bonus podcast, George? Because we're doing a documentary discussion. Yes. About a musician. So it's not completely unrelated. We're not doing like Nat Geo or something. So if you have listened to us before, you will have heard our conversation about 1989 by Taylor Swift. Now, re- now recently, I think at the end of January, maybe the start of... February it came out I want to say end of January end of January uh, a documentary appeared on Netflix called uh, Miss Americana all about Taylor Swift don't get that confused with her very good live video yes on Netflix which you should check out the reputation tour thing you could do it as a double bill you could watch the Miss Americana documentary and then watch the Reputation Tour Netflix yeah. live video thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we thought, because of what we talked about in the 1989 podcast, uh, sort of actually was very relevant to this documentary. Because um, we talked quite a, bit, uh, uh, quite a bit in that podcast about us not really understanding why Taylor Swift gets as much hate as yeah. she seems to get. Um, and we couldn't really understand that. And then this documentary comes out, and it's very much sort of a look at that, isn't it? And, and her sort of yeah. grappling with that. Yeah, we both, we were both, I would say, a little excited to see that maybe our questions will be answered. And we were like, let's watch this. And we enjoyed it. Yeah, and, and actually, to be, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, actually as a documentary it was a lot more yeah. um, sort of revealing and honest and open than I thought I thought it'd be quite I did I was expecting it to be quite sanitised to be honest I was expecting her adventures on the way to making an album yeah with maybe a little a little bit a little nugget of like something oh yeah sadness but yeah. this actually uh Sort of left me feeling a bit sort of... Um... Sorry. I was... Yeah, I felt very sorry for... Well, not very sorry for Taylor, but... It made me feel very um, humbled towards her. I... Yeah, I watched it and I felt slightly heavy afterwards. Yeah. Um, I think... 
It's also very relevant. I don't know if you've been keeping up in the news, George, with... And we won't go into detail about it because it doesn't feel like our place to necessarily, but um, the Caroline Flack situation, you must have seen it in the news. I know you don't really watch Love Island or television of any sort, but have you seen anything about this? Caroline Flack... I know the name. So she was a television presenter... On Love Island. She was the Love Island presenter okay, until yeah. she didn't present the last series because she was arrested and was charged with an assault on her boyfriend, a domestic assault. Okay. So I think I it's alleged. This. We yeah. don't know what happened. I don't think we ever will now because sadly she ended up uh, taking her own life. Oh, I did not know that. Um, I really don't keep up with the news so she she yeah she ended up taking her own life um a few weeks ago now we're recording this podcast and a lot of discussion has come up since about um the way the media talked about her when she was um awaiting trial yeah and the way that social media uh the social media sort of dogpiling took place and whether those two things are to blame. And I think it's quite it's quite sort of timely that we're talking about this around Taylor Swift, who, you know, seemed to be the darling of uh, the media and then suddenly yeah. was turned on, in a way. I mean, this goes into a whole other thing about maybe how we treat men and women in those positions differently as well. Because there has definitely been a few cases in the last few years about men and domestic abuse mm. towards women. And they have definitely been portrayed as monsters, which I don't necessarily disagree with. And so with this whole Caroline Flack thing, if she is a domestic abuser and she's now taken her life for being maybe portrayed as a bit of a monster for it... Mm. I'm not saying I agree with the way the social that social media has reacted to it, but yeah. I don't know whether maybe this discussion goes against a kind of maybe feminist ideal slightly of I think um is it more This is difficult yeah. territory with stepping uh, we're on coming it. in very but, hot here. But um but I think there's a number of things at play. I think um I think I, would, I agree with you. I think if a man had taken his own life when he was facing similar accusations, yeah, I'm not sure if the response would be as sympathetic. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that that means that we shouldn't be sympathetic in that yeah. regard. Um, I think that... But I also think... So there is that. So I think there's a, a, a slight, maybe double standard there. Mm. But I also think that um, because she was a woman yeah. that had been accused of it, it did seem like people were more eager to make an example out of her because it felt like it wasn't the norm. Yeah. And and it, it felt like people who wanted to go, you see, women do it as well, used her in yeah. doing that, if you see what I mean. 
I, I think it's just very, I'm very tired of it at this point that there's still a difference. I mean, this goes back into the whole Taylor Swift thing and actually a very strong topic for conversation with a lot of feminism. If a woman's bossy or like if a woman expresses her opinions, she's bossy in a workplace. Mm. And it feels the same, that's so much of what has gone on with Taylor Swift in this documentary. Yeah. She speaks out against politics and suddenly she's bossy, she's whiny, she's annoying. Whereas so many male bands, Mm. or at least male-fronted bands, Sex Pistols, Joy Division, Nirvana, the list is endless. And it's like, yeah, right on. And, like, let's be honest, Nirvana were pop stars. Yeah. And Sex Pistols, pop stars. Their whole thing was being in the pop charts, talking about politics. Yeah. And yet, in the 21st century, in, in 2010s, Taylor Swift comes out talking about politics and people are like, oh, why is she whining? Mm. Like, how is that still a it's, thing? It's also the... Um, you know, she talks about her relationships and her music. Yeah. And, you know, you have artists like... So many male artists. Yeah. The, the one that springs to mind immediately, who's not used an example in the concert is Taylor Swift because he's very recent. But, like, Lewis Capaldi, his yeah. his whole album's about breakups and relationships. And, yeah, no one would turn to him and go, oh, why is he always right about... Yeah. relationships or, or or don't date Lewis Capaldi he's going to write a song about you but that's the that old thing about Taylor Swift is yeah. like oh be careful of her she'll write a song about you yeah but it's a bit like well in that case don't go near any creative in any way shape or form because mm. they if you do something slightly out of the normal any director writer yeah. musician Comedian. artist they will write about you yeah. that is that is the job <laughs> that is what they get paid to do yeah find things in life that people might find interesting and write about it. I think it's interesting that we talked about in the 1989 podcast about how we didn't understand necessarily why she got the the sort of hate that she gets. Um, And I think the reason I felt sorry for her in this documentary is because I, I don't think my opinion changed. Because I don't think we were the opinions that... We, we weren't the people with opinions they were trying to change. They were no. trying to change the opinions of the people who found her annoying. Yeah. Um, so I sort of got from the documentary what I thought... Well, more I got more from it than I thought, but I... But I nothing changed in my opinion. No. But there, there's, a, there's a real moment... There's two real moments that stand out for me that made me go, Fuck. Like, you just don't have a life. Um, Was she walks... There's a bit where she walks out of a building and gets into a car and there's loads of fans either side and you're immediate... And it's done very well in the the way that I think your immediate thought is, why hasn't she stopped to speak to her fans? And also it's like, it's not clear that it's her house. Yeah. And that's the thing. She turns to the camera and goes, yeah, so that's my front yard. Yeah. And you go, fuck. Right, okay. That's <laughs> yeah. why you didn't 
stop yeah. and speak to them because they're there every day. And but I like the way they did that in the doc because I was like, like you said, yeah. Like, why isn't she signing stuff? And that is exactly how it's portrayed. Mm. Up until the point where she says, "That's my front yard," that is what you would see in the news. Yeah. Her walking out of the door, ignoring, ignoring all of her fans, and getting into a vehicle, and you'd be like, "Oh, what a bitch!" Yeah. And in matter of fact, she then gets in the car and goes, "That's, That's my front yard." Imagine that every, every day. day, every day. You, she can't go out without pre-planning. Yeah. She can't just walk to the shops. And I mean, let's we can we can say like. Partially, she's put herself into that situation. Sure. She's very successful. Yeah. Yeah. She's worked hard to be there, and that is slightly—it's not what comes with the job. It—it's it, more of a—it's more of it's a, the unfortunate reality of being that yeah. successful. Um, but I think it's not a bad thing that that happens to her. But she should be allowed to not have to interact with it. Mm. It's like going into the office. If you work in an office job, sometimes if you're not having a good day, you might just have your headphones in, walk straight to your desk, not say hello to anyone, mm. just ignore people, just get on with your day. That's fine. Mm. If, if you're in an office job, people will just be like, oh, he's having a bad day. Taylor Swift doesn't get that opportunity. No. She has to, if she doesn't communicate to her, it, for this sake, colleagues, her fans, she's frowned upon and mm. spread out in newspapers I think uh, we were talking about it earlier um, before we started the podcast we were talking about when we've seen celebrities and recognised them and there's sort of almost been an exchange even through looks yeah. from us to the celebrity of an acknowledgement that I'm not going to stop you going about your daily business and then yeah. sort of giving you an appreciative sort of Smile nod, nod. Yeah. that, yeah, you've recognised them. They know you've recognised them. They've appreciated that you obviously like them yeah. or for what they do. But that you're not going to sort of intrude on their day. Yeah. Well, it's like I said, if I was at a venue... Say I went to an exhibition or something mm. and actually I was in an exhibition the other day and there was that tall bloke who did that radio show with Ricky Gervais. Oh, Stephen Merchant. Yes, yeah, Stephen yeah. Merchant was there. And in that situation, if I was maybe a bit of a bigger Stephen Merchant fan, I'd have gone over and been like, oh, hey, Steve, really like what you do. Yeah. But, and like, to me, that's okay. You're yeah. both going to share your time with something you're both interested in. If somebody's walking past me down the street, I just don't want to stand in their way... To whatever they're going to. stop their day. Yeah. To be like, oh, I like what you do. Mm. So, like, is... Who's that helping? Mm. It's not helping you. Because now, they're probably... If they ever see you again, they'll be like, oh, it's that guy that stopped me in the street. Because also, as well, the... It can, it, it can really go uh, one or two ways when you meet like celebrities you admire like mm. you can either have a really good experience with them and go yeah. that what a lovely person but generally you get that more if you're doing something longer than just meeting them in the street yeah um, you know I've come away from every podcast interview I've done 
going, oh, I had a really good time with that person. Yeah. That maybe some of them I was a bit nervous about meeting. Yeah. Um, because I like their work or whatever. Mm. But you go away, you've had a good two-hour chat with them and you've, had yeah. a, you've shared something, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, they probably won't remember it as much as you remember it because to no. them it's maybe another interview, but hopefully they enjoyed their time and you enjoyed... Yeah. Um, you just don't... You, you wouldn't... They, they wouldn't benefit from that small little one-minute, if that, interaction... It's a hindrance on their day. Yeah. And even if they, they approach it with, um, you know, the utmost of grace and yeah. politeness and, and they're really lovely, mm. um, it's great for you. And, and also, that doesn't mean you can't... I, I'm not even saying you can't do that sometimes because I think sometimes it is okay to go up to someone in the street if you see them. Yeah. If, you, if you love someone... Uh, yeah I met Mark Hamill yeah and that was a massive deal and and he won't remember he no. meets so many people right but for me being able to shake Luke Skywalker's hand yeah and that's a massive that that's mm. something I will remember <clears throat> now yes it probably inconvenienced him for but you, 30 uh, seconds of his life right I get what you're saying but you're a huge Star Wars fan and this is where, and same as me, like I would probably do the same with Mark Hamill. Mm. And it's when there's, I feel like there's a lot of Taylor Swift fans that aren't necessarily, I feel like a lot of people would just go up to Taylor Swift just so they can say they've seen Taylor Swift, even if they don't, mm. they're not that big a fan. That's what I don't like. If you're genuinely going to go up to them and be like, oh my God, I love what you do, just want to say how much I appreciate yeah. you. Okay. Because I'm always very okay. conscious as well of, like, if I meet um, a celebrity, generally I won't ask for a photograph. Yeah. Agreed. Because um, that feels like a more of an intrusion. Mm. I think then you actually... I actually think it's almost a little bit... Because you don't have very long in those encounters, right? Yeah. And so you're going to waste half of it getting your phone out and trying to take a picture? I don't know. And it also feels a bit... It feels a bit more transactional. But, like, you're already... This person is giving you products that you enjoy and love. And you're now going up to them and being like, can you give me another product for free that Mm. is me and you having a picture together? Like for free mm. like I found you doing just doing your day as you do and I'm now asking you for free work imagine just walking up to an accountant and being like do you mind just having a quick look over my books <laughs> like you just wouldn't so why why you, is I, that okay I, just, I also think it just like on a very basic level I feel like it slightly sort of cheapens the whole thing of like it, it doesn't become a, a like a person-to-person interaction at that point because I think there's something quite nice that when I have approached people in the street they you can tell they're grateful that you're not asking for a picture I yeah. think a lot of the time because you're just going up and saying look and you're kind of acknowledging in that moment that like this is for me right this yeah. is th- and if it gives you a little ego boost then fantastic but this is for me this me going yeah. up to Mark Hamill is for me because yeah. I I want to meet this man. Yeah. 
And you're so, going into a whole social media thing right now that I want to elaborate on. Okay. <laughs> and I don't want to cheapen that moment by then getting him to take a photo. Yeah. I just want that little moment of acknowledgement of me and him in that time together. Yeah. Getting to shake his hand and say, I love your work. Yeah. That's enough for me. And him acknowledging that. What's more important, you getting to talk to said famous person for two minutes and you knowing for the rest of your life, I got to have a two minute chat with that person I adore. Yeah. Or is it more important to have a chat with them for 30 seconds and then spend a minute and a half taking a picture with them so you can go, look friends, Yeah. all of my social media followers, I met this person. So? Well, I think that's why people take photos. Yeah. Because they want... They don't care as much about meeting the person. They want to be seen seen, to be meeting the person. Yeah. I don't care who you've met. Yeah. Like, if I wanted to meet that person, I would go to their gig or go to their film. Or, like, I just... That's a whole But also, don't you think as well... Also, don't you think as well, like, if I... So I tell you I've met Mark Hamill, right? Yeah. That doesn't change your life in any way. You don't no. you don't really care, right? No. But uh, do you think you care a little bit more about that story? If I say to you, I, I met Mark Hamill, shook his hand, and it was like, I've met fucking Luke Skywalker, right? Yeah. Or I went, or um, you saw on my Instagram a picture of me and Mark Hamill. If I saw a picture of you and Mark Hamill, I would just be like, yeah. all right, keep scrolling but me telling you I, I we actually about have a conversation yeah. about stuff that Mark Hamill now done. I did get Mark Hamill to sign my Star Wars record yeah where do we fall down on that I think it's I see you mentioned earlier about is it the Knicks no uh, the Rangers Rangers yeah. keeper yeah signing your Wimbledon yeah booklet with that I'm a little bit like, I don't think I would do that. Right. Just because it's like, I'm going to back here. But like, Mark Hamill signing your Star Wars thing, that's okay, because it's like, this is some work that you've done, and I love it so much that I just want you to like, yeah, almost just stamp it with your approval. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's special. This is your product. And it's like buying signed stuff, even if the person hasn't signed it. It's just knowing, like, this person approves of this thing that you've made to be like, yes, I put my name on this. And every time I... Actually, I'm not sure I've even played it since I got it signed, because I just... It's too sort of... But every time I pick that item up now... Yeah. That's going to hold meaning. I don't actually know... Where, where the Wimbledon book that I got signed by yeah. Harold Lundquist is. that sounds like more of a oh he's here uh, I, thought I just pan- need to get it signed that's I'll, what people do when they meet a famous person I'll be honest I panicked yeah because <laughs> of all the places Which I could have fine. met Henrik Lundquist it wouldn't have been at, at Wimbledon, Wimbledon. And like, how many how many times have I been to New York and gone to see the Rangers yeah and not met him and I get it that's a panic thing yeah and I understand uh, but it's like but do you think so this mm. is sorry this is the question I was driving towards do you think getting um, something signed by someone I think that's a lot 
nicer. And I've actually seen a lot of celebrities talk about in interviews that they much prefer it when someone asks for an autograph because it feels more personal well, yeah. than just getting a picture. Like I said, it's a, it's the stamp of approval. Mm. And you, it's not... It doesn't feel quite so much like, oh, let's get you and me and, like, me, me, me. Mm. It's just, I just want more you. Mm. And I, it's not to prove to anybody still that, yeah. oh, I met this person. It's it, it fits into the whole, I love seeing your stuff. Yeah. I pay to come and see you. And I've now gone out of my way to come and meet you. Can you please sign this? Because I just love you. Mm. It's nothing to do with me. Yeah. It's not me being like, oh, I want a picture with me and you. So I can get or some likes. can you like do this for me it's just like I just want more of you yeah. in my life because that's how much I'm dedicated to what you do yeah that's why I think autographs feel much nicer yeah because it's it's more I mean even your autograph is kind of art in its own yeah pretentious way and then especially if they write to James or whatever yeah. and, you know um, I would never ask for them to write their name I and my name sorry I wouldn't ask, but if they... Usually if they said, they what's your name? So, like, Mark Hamill... Yeah. He asked me what my name was yeah. when he signed it. And, of course, I'm going to be like, George. Yeah. Because now it says, to James, yeah. Mark Hamill. It's like, fuck, this is brilliant. Yeah, this is great. Um, and also, I actually think, if I was to ever have to... If I was ever fortunate enough to sign something, I've realised actually doing that is better because I hate the idea of somebody getting stuff signed just so they can sell it. Well, um, if you ever go to, like, record signing or book signing events, yeah. they're very careful to be like, what's, what's your, your name? name? And, and when you don't want them to put a name, because, like, my... So my dad's gone to... You know, because you go to those ones at Rough Trade where they'll, yeah. where they'll sign your album afterwards. And my dad's gone to a few and... Uh, they've gone, oh, what's your name? And he's mm. oh, don't worry about that. Now, my dad's never going to sell it. Yeah. He would just rather have just their signature on the album. He doesn't want two Don on the album. Yeah. But to them, I think they think, oh, this guy's going to sell, sell it. it. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting sort of yeah. dynamic. Uh, Taylor Swift. So that so that was the scene that's, that stood out to me, that, that yeah, one alone. that was a big scene. And then there's one where she's... She's eating a burrito with her record producer. And, and the thing that blew my mind was... One of the things that blew my mind was she, she hadn't had a burrito until <laughs> two, like two years before they were having this burrito. And I was like, fucking hell. She was not, well how, into her 20s. How have you not had a burrito, Taylor Swift? Um, but he, they were talking about... He, he, he'd become a new dad recently. Mm-hmm. And she was asking him is it something you planned is it something something you were ready for and he said I don't think you're ever ready for that sort of thing you just sort of fall into it you just sort of make things and she says something like yeah I can't really fall into things because my life is planned like two years ahead of time and you that's when you realise that I think it's very easy for us to look at people like Taylor Swift um, I mean the initial reaction to that is like, well, just have a break then and like take some time out. It's like you've got to keep in mind when you're at Taylor's level or even like even Lewis Capaldi, who's only now starting to really mm. come up as a big artist, there's going to be a label 
and a boardroom of like 20 blokes sat around and when I say blokes I mean probably blokes yeah we'll get into that at some point <laughs> um, sat around discussing what your life's going to be for the next two years and yeah. probably not even with you there sometimes yeah and, and it's not just them uh, controlling things she's also got to think about all the people that she will employ yeah like that if she doesn't do something all these other people are now yeah like not working yeah, well, it's something, like, I know someone who did, he was part of the sound team when Lady Gaga was on tour a few years back, and she had to cancel a couple of gigs because her voice just, like, gave yeah. out. And she actually went around and gave every person on the team, like, just £100 just to be like, I'm sorry, like, yeah. you're not going to get paid for the next two days yeah, because you're they're yeah. self-employed and she's like I don't want you to suffer just because my voice is yeah. given out which and that's a lot of responsibility I mean creds to Lady Gaga yeah, but, but also it's like that's imagine holding that responsibility over yourself like mm. not only have you got your fans that's like already quite a big deal mm. to hold over your head to try and constantly impress them you're feeding multiple people's families of whether you do well. Yeah. And if your opinions come across badly and that screws your career up, there's suddenly a load of families that now have to find new jobs. Yeah. It's um, a lot of stress. What I was going to say is I think it's easy to look at a celebrity and um, and go, oh, they're, they're sorted. Their life's easy. Yeah. Um, and the way... we treat those people I think we treat them like they are the product that they are selling yeah and I get that in a way Taylor Swift is the product she's selling yeah she is selling her uh, like a form of herself yeah and so you could argue that she is selling captured snapshots of herself yeah but we forget then that there's an actual like human being at the other end of it yeah, definitely. And I think this is something the musicians... It It's one of the things that makes music maybe a bit harder than acting sometimes. That when you're an actor and you play multiple roles, people fall in love with the roles that you play. Mm. Maybe not quite so much you as a person. Yeah. So when people go, oh, that piece of work was shit, like, didn't like that film, his acting was awful in it, you can be like, well, that was just what I got directed to do. Yeah. There's a separation. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whereas if somebody goes, I think that album was shit. I didn't like anything that they said in it. It's like, well, that was my personal life for the last two years. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. You just shout on things. I feel like the same way with when I do a. It constantly feels like I'm saying on this podcast about sort of my insecurities around my music projects, <laughs> but 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 like. If I make a film, there's so many people involved and there's so many different yeah. aspects to it. Like, when you watch a film, people forget that these people have been working on this for, like, months on end. And, like, a scene might not work in a film and you'll go, oh, that's, that's, that scene didn't work. And you go, something, anything could have happened on that day yeah. that meant that scene didn't work. Yeah. Like, 
the actor could have been tired, they got to set late, they could be pissed off. The cameraman might the have not cam- been able to turn up, so some other random person had the, to do the camera. The, one of the lights broke, the yeah. weather, you know. Like, there's so many elements to that that you're just like... I think that. one of the biggest things that probably goes wrong on a set is that the food was shit. Yeah, the food's <laughs> shit. Um, I think that's a genuine issue for most of life. Um, whereas, although I have some had some fantastic food on set, yeah. like, just some of the catering, um, <laughs> you definitely get fatter at the end of the film. Yeah. Um, but I think with music... Um, so I so say when I make a video, uh, like a film thing yeah. or a video thing, I can sort of... Detach yourself a little bit. Detach myself and go, well, there's reasons that doesn't work. And I'm not happy that it doesn't work, but I, but I know the reasons. Yeah, and at the end of the day, there's a budget. Whereas music, if someone doesn't... Music feels so much more personal. Yeah. It feels so much more exposing. And it feels like... Even if you're running under a moniker or something, like... Yeah, and, you're, and even if you're making music that, that isn't particularly on the surface doesn't seem particularly personal Taylor Swift writes songs that feel very personal mm. because they are about her they're about love they're about relationships but say even if you're someone like Hans Zimmer or Fortet like something very abstract and yeah. instrumental there's still that personal yeah aspect they're like they're putting everything into that yeah and um, and that's not to say that filmmakers don't but it, but it doesn't feel as uh at the end of the day, if you're a director and somebody goes, oh, I didn't like the acting in that, you can just, it is a little bit like, well, that was the only actor we had. Yeah. Like, for, and, and I can say this from, like, a, a filmmaker's perspective, it's like, they are personal, obviously, to you. But, but it's definitely it, more detached. But it does feel a little bit more detached, and I feel like you can detach yourself a bit more from it. Um, yeah, you see, I think this is one of the... the one of the worst things or one of the things that I would find hardest being in Taylor Swift's position is having to drag in any person I was with romantically yeah into this world because I I've got a partner who doesn't do music or art and she's she teaches and I think that's great and sometimes I think like if I was successful could you teach like Mm. If I was at a point where I was successful enough to be, like, in the charts and all of her students knew who I was... Mm. Does that change? Would you actually be able to do your job? Yeah. Because then what happens if some sort of scandal comes out about our... Even if it was something like I went for a drink with a mate who was a female and suddenly Mm. there was this whole thing that I was cheating on my partner just because I was having a meal with someone would that then get taken into her work life? Because Well, I think very naturally as well, especially as, as, as if, if, if the band you are in became famous. Um, like, my girlfriend is the lead singer of that band. I think naturally, if that band became famous, right? Yeah. Naturally, there would be something in the media. There would be speculation about whether one of you were Shannon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just 100%. would, wouldn't they? Because they'd yeah. be like, oh, there's oh, look at that chemistry on stage. and Oh, look, there's two boys and one girl. You see it with Wolf, you, I've seen it with Wolf Alice. Yeah. Yeah, they're all like, oh, which one of the band members is sleeping with? And it's like, and I, I hate it when that happens because I'm also like, what about the amount of bands that are blokes and one of them's gay? 
Mm. Like, you don't say, oh, the gay front man must be sleeping with one of the other yeah. members. It's like, no. Because you'd, yes. you'd consider <laughs> yeah. that homophobic, wouldn't you? Mm. But we don't think, oh, well, we do, but, like, the, the people who are doing these things don't think, well, that might be quite, like, a sexist thing to yeah. imagine. But just because there's, there's a female, female in the band, she yeah. must be shagging one of the band members. So I think, there, yeah, those... Well, that was interesting in the, in the Mrs. Farrakhana thing because she kept the, her relationship with that actor Yeah, quite secret. for what? A year. Yeah. And even now, like, you don't really see much about no. them. No, which is good. But I bet there's people trying. But it, but it, but it makes me laugh. The whole... Um, I think we maybe discussed this on the 1989 part. I can't remember what we discussed on the podcast and what we don't now. <laughs> we discuss a lot. But there was the whole Tom Hiddleston thing oh, with Taylor Swift. Yeah. And that annoyed me because there's still people to this day who think that was faked. Yeah. And I just don't... I think if you... You can look at it and go, well, it was maybe a bit weird, right? Yeah. But on a very oh, basic yeah. level, on a very basic, like, logical level, if you break it down, why why would either of them need to do it? Especially yeah. Tom Hiddleston, right? Tom yeah. Hiddleston, at the time, was being touted to be the next Bond. Yeah. Um, you know, his acting career had taken off. Yeah, he was doing incredible... He was in bloody Marvel, for Christ's sake. Like. Yeah. And and you've got... And so so he doesn't need the publicity of a being in a relationship with Taylor Swift. And neither does Taylor Swift. And, and why does Taylor Swift need to do it? Yeah. Because she's in the papers, whatever. Yeah. She doesn't need more attention. So no. why would she seek it out? Yeah. That never... Under, that I never I, understood yeah. that. It, um... Yeah, oh, just... I think... It's my least favourite part about the creative industry. And the weird thing is, I feel like the more you get into it, the less you're aware of it to a certain extent. And then occasionally it just pops up and you're like, this is horrible. Why is this still happening? Because mm. once you're a bit more in it, you're kind of like, oh, it's fine. And then you get occasional moments and you're like, I mean, even with another band that I'm in, which is another female-fronted band, there have been times where conversations have come up with members of the public about our singer's body or image, and I'm just like, why is it appropriate to discuss this with me? Mm. Like, this is my friend and band member. Just because she's the lead singer of a band... What, yeah, what makes you think this is inappropriate to talk about? Yeah. There's a lot of that, though. There's a lot of that... And going back to Taylor Swift, there's, there's, there's plenty of instances with Taylor Swift where there's that sort of famous interview, I think, where she's... Is she at the Grammys or is she at the Is that the Oscars? Kanye thing? No, we'll get on to that. Is that... <laughs> yeah. Um, the... There's a clip where she's at an award ceremony and she's being interviewed and she's in this sort of like turquoise dress mm. and it sort of shows off her legs a bit. Yeah. And she looks great. Like, yeah. Um, oh, she's got a nice dress and she's yeah, purposely looking nice. Yeah. Um, she's dressed up for an event as people do. Um, and 
the news reporter goes, uh, oh, can we just get a pan down of this dress? It's amazing. Like, purposely, like, shooting her legs. Yeah. And then she's like, and it's a, it's a female reporter as well. And she's like, you're going to go a lot, you're going to go home with a lot more than just awards tonight. Probably a lot of men too. Yeah. I'll, yeah. And Taylor Swift goes, I'm not going home with any men tonight. I'm just, what are you talking about? <sighs> and you go, at what point did this, you know, this oh. reporter think it was an in, it was an appropriate question, to, appropriate thing. To and say. I mean that goes in so well to the whole political avenue of the documentary. Yeah. And like taking Taylor Swift out of that situation, the was it Texas? Uh, I want to say it was Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee. The 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 woman running for. Election, yeah, in Tennessee. I, I just, I like kind of came as soon as she was talking about the views and opinions, and I went and looked her up while I like I paused it and looked her up, and just like how, how a woman, and like I mean I find it hard enough to believe that men have those views in today today's day and age, but they basically if you haven't watched the documentary. They basically described her as like uh, the female Trump, didn't they? In the in the film, yeah. Um, and Trump, and she was a big Trump supporter, and Trump supported her. Yeah. Um, and she basically condoned. What was it? Like, she was oh, anti-abortion, wasn't she? She was anti-abortion, and she was also against a law for like flirt, like men wolf whistling and like, yeah, and stalking. She wanted to repeal a lot of. Thing. It was. A, it was. I think it was a specific act around. I can't remember the precise details, but it was a specific act about around protection of women and um, and minorities. So like yeah. gay people as well, um, probably ethnic minorities. And there were all sorts of things wrapped up in it, including like wolf whistling, wolf whistling, cackling, and then like stalking as well, yeah. which Taylor Swift obviously took great umbrage to given the, given her history of being stalked and I mean I don't think I've ever met a single woman that doesn't have a story about a bloke stalking them home late at night yeah. or even in the day to be honest yeah and like the fact that somebody can go no that shouldn't be illegal I'm like what I, I, it just blew my mind it completely took me out of the documentary I had to like pause it yeah look into it take a moment to just be like just remind myself that I mean there will probably be some there will probably be some people listening to this who will go oh what a snowflake they're a liberal snowflake when I say this but I will like sometimes yeah. if I'm walking back late at night and there is a woman walking in front of me I will most of the time purposely like cross the road yeah so that I'm walking on the, a different thing of, so yeah. I'm not like walking directly behind her because I don't want her to think that you're stalking them. Yeah. That I might be like just following them. Yeah, I like I will sometimes do a thing where I will maybe just like cough very obviously. Just I, I if I'm if it's just me and to be honest, if it's anybody, I just don't like feeling like I'm creeping up on somebody. So yeah. I will try and like cough or make myself very well known and I'll, like I'll try and overtake them yeah, very yeah, yeah. distantly and get past them because like you shouldn't feel uncomfortable walking home nobody should feel that way yeah 
And I, to people, I mean, if you're a fan of our podcast, thank you. But if you're somebody that thinks it's okay to shout at your out of your window at a woman and think it's a compliment, fuck you. Yeah, stop listening. Like, <laughs> yes, it. Yes, it, I know you have maybe nice intentions, but just don't. But, but it's a bit like, right? It's a bit like going up to a celebrity in public and asking for a photo. What 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 do you think is going to happen by stopping that celebrity in the street? What do you think is going to happen? Like, do you think when you stop a celebrity in the street that they're going to turn around and be like, oh, we should be best mates, actually? Yeah. And, and, and like, what do you think a woman is going to do if you uh, lean out your car and shout obscene of things about their figure yeah but no it doesn't even have to be obscene right like oh I die like anything like that what do you anything. think she's going to do do you think she's going to turn around and go oh I'll get in your car we should go, go yeah. we should go on a date it's not going to happen it just doesn't happen why like why cause that much discomfort to somebody who literally is just going out without their day yeah yeah yeah, like it's one thing to chuck a milkshake at a member of a parliament. Like at least they've maybe done something to you. But don't yeah, just. But I but I, but then I'm not even sure I get on board with that. I don't get on board with it, but I can. I can see. It I more. can see the logic more. Right? Yeah, I can see your thought process more. I can understand that a little bit more than just shouting at random people walking down the street. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm getting quite irate with this one. <laughs> Um, we were talking about this. So we were talking about the, yeah. the. Uh, so that 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 is a, a central theme of of yeah. the documentary is that Taylor Swift, um, for her whole career, and it, it seems to be a big thing in country and western music is that you don't get involved in politics. Yeah, and the reason her team is very scared of her getting involved in politics is obviously she's quite a liberal left wing uh, person. From it seems, yeah. And obviously, country and Western music quite big in, big in Middle America. Middle America, obviously, we know quite Republican, right wing, um, and they are scared that they will alienate Taylor Swift's original country and Western fans by her coming out and speaking out against this Republican uh, Tennessee governor. Yeah. And we even see, uh, really should. Have remembered what the band was called, but there's another country and western band that they refer mm. to. Ah, uh, yeah. That speak up about about George Bush. Yeah, it's and then a people, free piece of women, yeah, isn't it? And then people are burning their CDs. Yeah. and hating them. And Taylor Swift says they were my favorite, like and yeah. band growing up. And so that you know that probably ingrained in her that yeah, maybe I shouldn't speak yeah. about these things. And it's a big thing in this thing. And she even has her dad arguing oh, with yeah. her about I don't think this is the right thing you should do could you imagine turning around to your daughter and saying I I really want you to be the woman you want to be but just don't have any political opinions in public could you imagine I could I wouldn't but the thing is I think but I think as well if, if we're gonna Sort of. I'm not saying her dad's a bad guy. No, no, no. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I so, get that clear. So this is the thing I, I was going to say is that I, I want to be careful that we don't do the same. Yeah, we don't. But wanna, from a different perspective. Yeah, we, we don't we, want like, to crimp. Like we don't want to. Uh, ha- like pile on this guy because yeah. 
Because what he's doing is... He's maybe just got too obsessed as her boss slash yeah, like, and, and, business and partner. And he's... I guess he's worried about her... The backlash that she might get from it. Yeah. And he doesn't want to see her go through that and lose mm. fans. And I think there is even one thing. It's like, do you... If you do, you want to cut your next ticket tour, tour ticket sales by fifty percent. Yeah, um, and it doesn't work out like that. In the end, yeah, I think actually, people actually yeah uh, appreciated her coming out and doing that. But yeah, that's that's a rough scene. Uh, yeah, that's so film. hard because also just like the the point where the room realizes how just like insensitive they're being like there's a moment where they're all being like oh album sales oh this yeah. like money people like we got like this is important business stuff and then there's the point where she just breaks down and it's just like but I can't change who I am and how I feel yeah and suddenly you see her dad and a few other people they that she'll soften, work with they? they're just like oh shit like we're talking about you and your feelings yeah. as just pieces of money that we need to grab and just the realisation in the room where suddenly everyone just goes, oh, fuck, we've been absorbed into this disgusting yeah. machine where we just want to impress people and make money. And at which point it was kind of like... Yeah. No. I, think it's, I think it's also important to say that at the end of the scene, you see her and her dad sort of making up after this argument. Yeah. But... Um, and everyone in her team. Yeah. And they're all very supportive in the end when she yeah. does post about it and they're, they're sort of congratulating yeah. her and stuff it, like It's that. just such a good example of how, however much you can be in a loving team or family people can get caught up on doing what's best for you from an outside perspective. From like a profit perspective. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's just like when your parents tell you not to be in a relationship and then it's actually probably better for them to just be like, just do what's best for you. Yeah. And like, it's that night. It was such a nice reflection of that in a real world situation with somebody that you just don't think of that happening to. Yeah. I think it's interesting. The the what works really well about the film is that you obviously get a lot of personal insight to her and the struggle she's been through. The fact that she had like an eating disorder um, at one point around the way she looked in you know paparazzi pictures and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, all those sort of struggles she's had and that you know the the stalkers, the man who slept in her bed for three days while she was away. Like that's just yeah. mental. Um, but it, I think what was done really well is that you did get, uh, without directly sort of um, sort of filming them, and it, like you didn't get mm. interviews with the rest of her family. I can't, no. I don't seem to remember. But to be honest, you don't. Is you don't. There's no interviews. No. Not even with Taylor. No, she talks to the camera quite a lot, but but in the same way that you would talk to a mate, yeah. almost. Um, but what was interesting is that you get, you do get those perspectives. You see those people change. You see those thought processes. You see mm. how, how sort of wrapped up in it all they are as well, and how much, yeah, 
it's it's like we said earlier it's not just taylor swift if taylor swift stops making records tomorrow it's not just her that it affects it affects so many other people yeah. um and that i mean that that shows you why her having imagine how hard it was for her to have an opinion on politics like i didn't even think about that when we were just mentioning it like yeah there might be people on their team who are republicans yeah and they've got to just not agree with what she says but like they've still got to work for her yeah and the fact that she's she's got to be accepting that she has people working for her that don't agree with her and she's going to come out of it and that if it goes wrong people who don't even agree with her that work for her mm. could be losing out Imagine that much pressure behind just thinking, oh, I'm going to vote for this party yeah. next term. Like, yeah. The, uh, we did mention briefly earlier the Kanye West thing, and I did want to talk about <laughs> because I don't think I've actually ever seen the full clip. Yeah. I've only ever seen Kanye coming up and going, uh, yeah. taking the microphone <laughs> off her and going like, oh, Beyonce that's the best, made the best music video ever made or whatever. Mm. I've not seen... The moment Kanye West leaves, and, and she's just stood there, yeah, and she doesn't know what to say. And that was, I think, of all the stuff in the film, because there's a lot of heavy stuff in the film about her eating disorder, about her trying to be able to speak her mind on politics, yeah. all this kind of stuff. That was the most heartbreaking thing for me in the whole film, and I and I'd never seen the rest of that clip because I just yeah. she looked broken in that moment as yeah. you would be like she just and it, and she says like everyone was booing but she thought it was everyone her. was booing her not booing Kanye yeah. West and oh, imagine that moment it, it was a real moment where you like felt it and it, it reminded me of um, there was a Michael there was a documentary about Michael Hutchins the lead mm. singer of In Excess and it's a really good documentary if anyone get, I think it's called Mystify if anyone ever gets a chance to watch it um and there's a moment in that where sort of in excess are sort of getting to the end of their career you know their yeah. music's you know they, they were sort of cool in the 80s and then it's like you know <laughs> it's their music's off. suddenly not cool anymore because you've got bands like oasis and all that. yeah and michael hutchins goes and presents award at the uh, an award at the brits and it's sort of in the middle of his sort of depression mm. Um, and he goes to present an award at the Brits and he presents it to Oasis and uh, Noel Noel Gallagher gets on stage and says has been presenting an award to a gonna be or something like that Yeah. and you look at and he takes it very well but you look at his face and he's just just slightly crushed by the fact that by that And and you think and, and and Noel Gallagher, when when it was when it was shown on telly over Christmas, Noel Gallagher got so much abuse yeah. over Twitter for it. But you just think it's moments like that. that That's um, something. Do you think like Kanye shouldn't have done it? No. But do you think it? Do you think he actually had any intent on hurting Taylor, or was it more the the whole award system? I think. I don't think I don't think Kanye West had like I don't think he had any I feel like anyone could Taylor. have won that award and other than Beyonce yeah. and he'd have probably done it yeah but what is clear is that he thinks of no one else but himself yeah I it just 
This is, yeah, it's, I mean, maybe we'll have a conversation about Kanye at some point, but it just felt like such a, a Kanye moment. Yeah. Just spur of the moment, got to say this, and then it, and that just spiralled. The fact that that, I, like, she couldn't live that up, down. Like, no, everyone remembers Because then that. that was the start of the whole Kanye-Taylor beef. Yeah. <laughs> like, that went on. But it's, it's like, but it's like Noel Gallagher... In that moment, he said that thing about Michael Hutchins. Did he really care about Michael Hutchins in terms of, like, was he really trying to make a slight at Michael Hutchins? Or was he just trying to be funny? Again, could it have been anyone that was sort of at the tail end of their career, and Mm -hmm. he probably would have said it, and he thought it was the funny, cool thing to do? Yeah. And he's just not thought about the person on the receiving end of that. Yeah. Um, and Kanye, I think Kanye's the same. He just doesn't, he just didn't think. Yeah. And you just, but you just see her, because she's quite young then as well. Yeah, so that was 1989, wasn't it? No, I think it's like before then. Well, no, it was Red, wasn't it? It was a music video off of Red. Yeah. Yeah, so she would have been still early, early to most mid-twenties. A big moment getting a Yeah. award. And just have Kanye just shutting you down, just... And then thinking a whole audience is booing you. Oh, can't imagine. I mean, all that I can say is, even if you don't like Taylor Swift, go watch the documentary. Yeah, you, you I won't think, regret it. I think. I think it would also, if you've got a preconceived notion about Taylor Swift, if you think, if you don't like Taylor Swift for some reason, and I, th- I think we're talking more about. Her, her as not a personality. Her music, yeah. If you don't like her music, you don't like That's her music. That's fair enough. Um, but if you don't like her, if you find, if you think you find Taylor Swift annoying, you hey, you may still find her annoying at the end of it, right? But but realize whether you find her annoying because of who she is, or annoying because of what of, people have told you. Yeah, and what the yeah. press puts her across like. And I think. Uh, Going back, like that's that's why it's it's sort of relevant to the the Caroline Flack thing. It's like whatever your opinion of of her yourself, it's like have you reached that opinion by yourself with yeah. through like facts? And it's it's even hard to say that because you've probably never met these people. You're not yeah. going to meet Taylor Swift. You you probably never met Caroline Flack, so it's hard to have an opinion of someone you've never you sh- you know anyway. But like, are you just thinking this person is annoying because I've read something on Twitter, mm. uh, or, or or are you coming at it from a bit more of a educated position? Yeah. Um, and then like also, if you find people annoying, don't don't feel the need to tell them on Twitter. Yeah, there's no point. <laughs> Any closing thoughts on Miss Americana, the Taylor Swift documentary? Um, closing thought. I think I think I think I've got most of my thoughts mm. off my head. Off I my think chest. I definitely recommend it. I think we probably didn't make it sound like a very fun experience to watch. I do think I I would like to say there is there is there is a lot of joy in the in the film as well. As an overall ending, it's very... Actually, no. I don't know. 
if I actually did feel that joyous by the end of watching it. I don't know if I felt joyous at the end, but I feel like there are moments of joy. I, I don't want. There is moments. I don't want. Pe- I don't want people to go and watch, be put off watching it based on our discussion, thinking it's going to be really heavy. No, I think there are some really nice moments in it where they're recording it- the the. You need to calm down, video. There's some nice moments in there. And it's stuff, only so. as heavy as I think you want to go with it. Mm. I mean, for me personally, at the point of I'm at a point in my life where I'm very frustrated with society and social media towards gender and race and just how it is all just so backwards still. So watching that documentary for me was just like another little confirmation in this world of how shit people can be. Yeah. But that is not necessarily what the documentary is about. Yeah, and I think that you see, as we talked about earlier, yeah, people can be shit, but there's also those people in the documentary who who, who undergo change throughout yeah. the course of the film. And there is an amazing amount of hope. Yeah. Of like, okay, Taylor Swift can do these things that go against the grain and a challenging society and actually still have a career and move forward and create these discussions. I mean, the fact that we're talking about it on a podcast is fantastic. And hopefully people will listen to this, we'll start a discussion... Just, like, more of that, please. Just more. It just... Keep discussing it. But keep, in, a, in, a, in a nice way. In a really just... Respectful... It's not shitting on anyone in particular. It's not calling anyone out. It's just somebody telling you... How about, they feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's about their life. They're not trying to tell you how to feel... They're just telling you. No, I think that's why I liked it. It's Taylor Swift explaining how she feels and how she feels about maybe the way she's been treated, some of the things that have happened to her. Yeah. And you come away with it with with a perspective on on her and whatever your uh, opinion of Taylor Swift whether it be you're a massive fan or you yeah. like her music but you're not really interested in it personally or you like her personally but you don't like her music or you just don't like her at all, I think you'll come away from it. Um, Hashtag be more Taylor. Yeah, I think, I think you'll come away with it with more of an understanding about who she is and yeah. why she has done some things the way she's done them. Yeah. I mean... Even even if she has not intended this to be how I've perceived it as very, like, humbling, mm. bloody good marketing move. Mm. <laughs> right, at the end of the day, even if she meant well by it or not, bloody good marketing. Like, I, I know everyone I've spoken to that's watched it has solidified or has gained appreciation yeah. for Taylor. So, either way, well done. Yeah. And on that note, thank you for joining us for this bonus episode of uh, Getting Pretentious. With um, George and James. Yeah. If you like what you hear, then please do subscribe, share with your friends. 
Follow us on the social media that's in the description of our podcast below. And uh, join us again um, for our regularly scheduled programming later in the week. And who knows, maybe there will be another uh, bonus episode when something comes up. I think we'll probably do this when it feels relevant. Yeah, I mean, if there's any good music documentaries or anything musical, but maybe not an album that yeah. you... If you, if you just want us to do some more bonus I'd stuff... I'd be tempted to do the Michael Hutchins documentary, to be fair. Fair. I, I think I still that, need to watch it. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, if there's anything sort of relevant, then... Uh, just hit us up. Yeah. Yeah, if there's anything you would like us to talk about, then drop us a, drop drop us a, a message. Or whatever. A the, tweet. Yeah. A DM. A, oh, no, not DM. Just I don't want people in my inbox. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. So DM George. DM me. Um... So until next time, thanks you for joining us, and goodbye. Bye!